One, one, two. Check me out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never. Hello, everyone. My name, <laughs> my name is Cole. Uh, I'm the youth pastor at Redemption Church. Um, much like the ordinary show podcast that we did earlier today, so far this one has gone um, horribly wrong. And uh, you guys have no idea. The Ordinary Show episode that we just recorded with Jacob, Wyatt, and Abby Hubbard was a complete and utter train wreck. <laughs> a complete and utter disaster. Hopefully this one goes better. I'm with Joel, Avery, Nick, and we are talking about episodes 7 and 8 of the Jordan documentary that is airing on ESPN and ESPN2. Um, big question I have not asked you guys yet. Are you watching the ESPN version or the ESPN2 version because they are different? What? Uh, ESPN. Isn't one of them like clean? Yes, ESPN2 is completely clean. Heck ESPN no. got to get a lot. The cuss words make it so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I hear Jordan cussing at his teammates in practice, I died laughing. <laughs> Joel, what are you watching? Uh, I've wa- I've been watching the ESPN one, but I watched the ESPN two one today. Joel, I know. I didn't know there's a difference. Yeah, I was like, why are they filtering today? <laughs> they cussed a lot more in these ones too. Oh yeah, they did. Big man. difference. Yeah. Oh man, I think it's just as the tension mounts, it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse too. Which is, I I we'll, we'll get into it, but. The the one of the best scenes is when Jordan was announcing his retirement, and Jerry Krause is sitting at one end of the table, and Phil Jackson and Reinsdorf are in between them, and Jordan is on the other end of the table. I was like, "That's the most. That is the most. That's the most. That image is just symbolic of this entire show. Like these two guys can't even sit next to each other. They need Krause and Re- or uh, Jackson and Reinsdorf in between them. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny to me." Okay, so we are talking about episode seven and eight. I've got some notes. I've got some, th- some things here, but overall, just to be just to begin with, um, how did how do you guys think seven and eight fit within the larger documentary? Like, how'd it go? I thought it was great. I thought it was just as good as the last two. We were all talking about how we loved the last two, and I don't know something about this. I feel like this one was less of the action and more of the in depth stories of Jordan and how how you can kind of realize maybe you start to hate him. Maybe you start to really like him. That's where this episode is. Yeah, I agree too. I'm not even going to lie. I really don't like, I'm starting to like really dislike Jordan more than I have before. Wow. That's you're starting to dislike Jordan. Yeah. Nick, you said you're starting to like him. Yeah, I I really do kind of like him because I mean, I understand why everybody's hating him because honestly, he's not a nice person. And he's very broken. He doesn't seem very happy, but something about him, I just find myself liking it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that nice person, that word nice. We're going to talk about that because I, I think the thing about Jordan is if you, if you could just categorize the world into like good people, bad people, nice people, mean people, you know, I'm not saying you did this, Nick. I'm just saying, because they kind of talked about it a little bit in the podcast. This documentary really unveils the complexities that is Jordan. And he doesn't really fit in into the categories we want to put him in. Part of that, as we talked about last week, is his own doing. He creates a narrative around himself, and he creates an image around himself that he needs financially. But um, I thought that this episode really pulled back the curtain a bit and said, this dude, there is a lot going on under the hood that... I just, I would love to know. I Well, one, I would love to know, where did all that go? Like, if he is now retired and just, like, hanging out with his kids and, like, doing nothing and, you know, living, like, this weird domesticated life, what, like, where did all of that go? What are you guys' thoughts? Um, I think, I don't, now that you say that, I'm actually concerned like what happened to jordan he's talking about how he's never gonna end i mean he retires but then he comes back like he that's the guy you can't rip away from his sport and he's just done now yeah like what what is going what is he doing i don't i don't know i mean 
we'll, we'll get into I'm sure we'll get into I, I was texting somebody about this and I said I'd like to I would like to have two episodes now on on you know what's going these two episodes then next week's two episodes where they finish up the documentary episodes 9 and 10 I kind of want 11 and 12 and I want it to be like post Bulls Jordan like what happened with the Wizards not only that what happened with the Bobcats like why he's the GM there like yeah what's going on there and then what's he doing now like now that he's kind of just kind of Jordan brand guy like where did all that go I don't know Joel Avery your thoughts um I have no idea that's what I was kind of thinking about too I feel like even though they did pull back the curtain a little bit in these episodes, I still feel like there's a lot of Michael Jordan that like you don't see, you know? Oh, yeah, like a a ton to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't know if I want to like even believe anything they're saying, you know, there, there is a part of me that I feel the exact same way. I, 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 there is this element and we're, we'll get into it. There is this, this part of me, I cannot turn off that. I'm like, and I think it's the part that actually drives him nuts. I think it's the part that actually causes him a lot of pain. But I don't I don't know how much I believe about some of the stuff around him. Like what uh, stuff? Avery. Like what stuff? Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Because it's it's really delicate. And I don't want to be like I don't want to be I'm not the conspiracy theory guy that's like, oh, it's gambling debts and blah blah blah, whatever. I but I'm willing to say what we get from these people around Jordan. I, they, I don't know, man. Like that guy, he, something is up with him. Something is just like, do you know anyone? Have you ever seen a documentary? where somebody is wired the way Jordan is wired, just from what they show you in this documentary. No. 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 And where is this coming from? And they said, like, oh, you know, his dad really kind of... But he was close with his dad. Like, wh- what is going on with him? I I, I don't know. Anyway, actually, Avery, your thoughts, and then we I'll have a quick comment. Oh, yeah, I think it's it. so mysterious. There's so much, like, that he's hiding. Like, not hiding, but, like, there's so much you don't know about him. Yeah, he just does, and in yeah, he has like a right to right. We don't yeah. have to know everything about him. Like, yeah, I'm sure, and he seems to be pretty personal, but or, or pretty private. But like that that iconic photo of him crying with the basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 was that? Okay, here's what that picture gave me the feeling of. Why in the world are the reporters sitting there? Watching him cry, give the man some space. He just why, yeah. why didn't he just won his first finals without his father on Father's Day, and you literally can't yeah. give him five seconds of peace? Are you kidding? Yeah. Also, Jordan can't do that someplace else where the where the journalists aren't allowed to go. He went into the taping room. Like, why are the why are they in there? Even there? Yeah, true. It doesn't make Th- sense. There's just like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that why they were there. It doesn't make sense that. He allowed that to be photographed. I mean, I understand he was overcome with emotions, but like, why was he overcome with emotions there and not out on the court? Like, I have, I have just lots of questions about Michael Jordan, and I don't really know what I think. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay. This scene, I think, is the most powerful scene in the entire documentary. We have a minute left in the in episode seven. It was an incredible episode, and the music starts, and this is what we get. Let's take a listen. When people see this, uh, they're going to say, well, he wasn't really a nice guy. He may have been a tyrant. Oh, well, that's you, because you never wanted anything. I wanted to win, but I wanted them to win and be a part of that as well. I'm only doing it because it is who I am. That's how I played the game. 
That was my mentality. If you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. Break. Okay, thoughts. Why does he get so emotional about it? Yeah, what do you think? Like, I'm... He's just that passionate about not even basketball, just winning. I think it's it, it's his whole spiel of, I'm, I'm on this ride. You can either get on the cape with me or not. And I think he's thinking about all the times he's had with those people. And he's like, they actually went with me. I don't know. It's probably emotional. I mean, it was. He asked for oh, a break. Oh, absolutely. Michael break. Jordan asked for a break. <laughs> and he says, what was interesting is he said, I don't remember exactly where it's at. I, I can't cue it up, but I couldn't tell the way they cut it. I couldn't tell what he was referring to when he said, we don't have to do that. You don't have to I do I think this. he's talking like, about the interview, like this whole thing. I think he is too. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have to... I'm not sh- I'm not letting you in on this just because, you know, I'm letting you in on this because this is who I am. And like this is I I think that Jordan he he has this insatiable drive to win at everything, to be the best at everything. And I think he's taken a lot of crap over the years because he, people can't deal with him. And I wonder if this I wonder if whatever that is, whatever reason that is, the criticism he feels, the the sensitivity that he has, he feels totally misunderstood. And I wonder, this is where I'm conflicted. I don't know if I like him or not. I don't know if I like the fact that he wants to win and be the best at everything. In some ways, I respect it. But on the other hand, dude, you've caused a lot of damage. You punched Steve Kerr in practice. <laughs> like, he... I, it's just weird to me. Thoughts? I think that that is why I like him more now because that part in the episode when he's talking about all that it's meant to him, I don't know. I think you finally see the real Jordan, not the uh, pen up. This is I'm tough guy Jordan. I think you see the actual part of him being like, yeah, I've gone through, through some crap in my life. And yeah, it, it means a lot that there are very few people that actually have stuck with me through this. Can I, can I say one thing? He's been through some crap in his life, but he's been through some crap in his life of his own doing. Am I like, am I wrong okay, about that? But like, his dad no. died. Well, There's nothing you can do about that. Well, that's true. I mean, that's true. But I don't think that's what he's crying about there. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying like some, most of his pain, I, don't, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of his pain is not even caused by him. It's just by other people trying to shoot him down and stuff. Other people trying to shoot him down because he wants to be the best at absolutely everything. That doesn't bother so me. Like, That's just the strive to win, I guess. I don't know why. Like, yeah, no, no. I, I, I'm with you, Nick. I don't know whether to admire it or to... We'll get into why. Especially the George Carl thing and the and the the random Washington Bullets player that he has beef with. Dude, that's baller. We'll get into that. <laughs> That that's like it is, but it's also wildly weird and petty and strange and sad. Like I, I don't know. Anyways, let's get started. Joel, any thoughts before we go? Oh, definitely. I like me personally. Like knowing people that are like competitive like that for almost like no reason at all besides they want to win. I hate that so much. And like, if Michael Jordan wasn't a professional athlete and he still had that competitive drive, I would hate him so much more. And that's why I think I don't like him is because like, I've met that kid before, the kid that sweats in PE, you know, like, because he tries so hard. It is the the same. He's that, it seems like he's that competitive that he like just wants to win. And when someone comes at him and he feels threatened, he obviously like tries to break them. It's to this point where I'm like, dude, like, yeah, yeah it's like he, it's, it's, it's like he takes, he takes, he calls criticism. He calls people who think he can't do something or people who are also trying to do the same thing he does. It's like he names that as criticism. It's like he names that as how dare you, how dare you 
and, and he takes offense to someone who's going after the same goals that he's going after. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just, yeah. that's very weird. Like, I don't blame anyone who wants to go after the things I'm after. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily in a lot of competition with a lot of people. I seem to try to remove that from my life as much as possible. But like, there are things in my life where when we're playing a game, you know, like if we're at the retreat and we're playing basketball, like I understand the other team wants to win. Well, so do I. But then if, if you don't, if you are, if you're like, you know, celebrating after you hit a big shot, I don't take offense to it. I think you're happy. And that makes me frustrated because I didn't win, but it doesn't make me mad at you and want to like destroy you. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 That's also because you don't have that Jordan killer instinct. I don't think, like, I think he's doing this on purpose. I think he's being petty because that's the only way he could get himself to go off on these nights. Like score. There's no way if he didn't feel disrespected that he would have dropped 47 points the next night. There's no way. And so is, and so is it a fabrication or is there something in him that it's like a, is, did he start doing this a long time ago and now it's just his personality or do you, do you see like all of the things that I'm like, man, there's a lot of stuff here that I wish this documentary would go into. I don't understand how his mental makeup. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But I think he just like, in order to get himself to play really good, he has to feel disrespected. And so he grasps at straws to get disrespected, but then once he does, dude, he goes off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he does, definitely. I feel like that's the reason he hated the Pistons so much is because Isaiah Thomas is as worst. competitive as he is. Yeah, well, Isaiah, what, you're right. In some ways, the thing that everyone hates about Isaiah Thomas is – he has, in some ways, the same makeup as Jordan, but he's just not as good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually really I, true. Yeah. And if and if he did because he's not as good, it comes off as oh here's Isaiah. Yeah, again. like the boy. here's that kid in PE. Yeah, yeah. But then if he was good, okay. if he won everything, well we'll get let's get into it. I mean we're like twenty minutes, almost twenty minutes, and we haven't even talked about the episodes yet. So okay, okay, here we go. So the the show begins, episode seven begins, with an interview with Jerry Krause before the playoffs. And Krause is upset about the question of backstabbing. Okay? Do you somebody said, you know, he's like, these are professionals, this is a team full of professionals. Uh, there's no backstabbing going on here. And then episode seven, I I was trying to look back through. I don't remember at any point. That intro really coming to conclusion. Like I don't remember there being an element of backstabbing amongst yeah, the there team. There wasn't anything. Did you? Mm-mm. What What was that intro about? I think it was actually. I think it's one of those things that they show you to kind of shape the way you feel about him. You know what I mean? For no other purpose than just just to frame him up as the bad guy. Okay. Okay. So like, what? Where did the question come from? Why would a journalist, Some journalist ask named that? Greg? <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <laughs> way to go greg that was my, that was my uh, favorite part <laughs> the journalist named he storms greg. off and everybody <laughs> goes way to go greg <laughs> yeah thanks a lot greg uh bulls bulls versus nets um and what's funny is that nets team if you remember head coach john calipari mm-hmm. uh john calipari drafted in that draft carrie kittles a pick before kobe bryant Talk about uh, a change of history. Can you? And by the way, that's a that's a New Jersey Nets team, very close to where in Philadelphia, where Kobe went to high school. And uh, can you imagine a Philadelphia 76ers with Kobe Bryant? No, not 76ers. Sorry, Nets. the Nets with Kobe Bryant and uh, uh, John Calipari probably would still be an NBA coach and not at Kentucky. Uh, things would have been very different. Yes. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't. I, I made this note. I don't even re- really remember this too much. Guy in the crowd with a mullet. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, no, I have no idea. What do you mean? I, I, I apparently, <laughs> at some point in the beginning of episode seven, I really wanted to make a note to myself 
there's a guy in the crowd with an awesome mullet. So, you know, we'll just... Yes. We'll just move on from that. Okay. Uh, Jordan looked like... Okay, yeah. So somebody says... So, some I, I don't remember who it was, but said that after the uh, 96... Yeah, after the uh, 96 title, I think is what it was, Jordan looked like Michael Jordan in 93, mentally, emotionally, and physically exhausted. Um, and they they were talking about how Jordan was just looking gassed in this in the run. No, the 97 one. They're, he's looking gassed in the playoffs. And um, I it made me think about the fact that Jordan, in some ways, seems to run on adrenaline. That he, this this whole construct he has in his head of, you against me and this competitive thing, it doesn't seem to be very natural, and he seems to be running on just pure adrenaline, and it does run out. Like, he probably has more than everybody else, but he seems to be on, like, a three-year cycle where he's like, I don't really know what to play for. I have won everything. I've won Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, three straight titles, and, uh, yeah, I I don't really know what I'm doing here. That's kind of weird. I don't see a lot of players doing that now. Well, I think I think for him, you're kind of right. Like it's all motive, and once he runs out of things to do, he's kind of loses the love of it because there's nothing else to do. Because he's all get to the yeah. top of the mountain, but once he's at the top, he's like, uh, so now what? I'm gonna go play baseball. Yeah, now what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you go play baseball. Which which they immediately then start dropping. They drop into the story of Jordan's dad. And I mentioned last week, I think it was strange they have not mentioned Jordan's dad much at all. And Jordan's dad was a big thing. And I, I, I did not remember how he died. I actually didn't. I knew he did, but I forgot. I re- when they were showing the clips, I remember at my, being at my grandma's house in the summer and seeing that happen and thinking, like, whoa, that – that was it was just one of those, you know, news reports when you're young that you kind of have in your head. Yeah. What did you think about Jordan's dad dying and the way he died? I just thought it was kind of weird. Like no conspiracy theories or anything by me. It's just like I didn't know people it was common for people to take naps like on the side of the road. You really didn't? No. I didn't know I... people did that. My dad went on a tangent about how if you're going to stop to take naps, do it where there's other people and not in the middle of nowhere. So. Your dad just is like, yeah, just so not- you know, as a teaching lesson, Avery, yeah. if you're ever driving. Well, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, there is no conspiracy theories here. Like this, no, I don't, yeah. we don't know. We just have to say like, we don't know what, what happened. Like we don't know. And we have to just kind of be okay with just saying, I don't know. But like, it's weird. All of this was happening at the exact same time. It's just, it's, it's, this was a really bad run of, a a really bad run for Jordan. Everything from the gambling debts to his father dying to, uh, I don't know, the retirement. It's all just a bad two, three years. I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I think that's also why he wanted to do baseball. They kind of said it in the doc, but they're they like, baseball, he could get his mind off of this stuff and just be in the clubhouse with the guys, just finally being treated like he like a normal person would be. I think that's what he wanted to yeah. be like during that time. And he says, he says, and they specifically said, he was, he was going to retire before his dad died. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he said yeah. specifically, I was going to retire before that. So let me ask you, because they never answered it, why did you retire? Like the first time or the second time? The first time. I think he, re- I just think he was, yeah, done. I think he's just think emotionally he's done. Yeah. I think he was like, I don't want the scrutiny anymore. I've won three championships. So basically, he's like, I've established myself as like, the greatest you know like everything i do from here on out is like just extra for him because he was like i've already done what nobody else did and he probably was like i don't have to face this scrutiny anymore if i leave because obviously he didn't like having to answer questions constantly about gambling and just like his life in general he didn't like the attention a lot so it makes sense why he just like 
I'm I'm done. Does it make sense to me? Kind of. Well, I was on the fence. What other what other what other example? What other players have done this? Uh, that's well. Tiger Woods did really it. Really, no one. How did Tiger? Tiger do? retired, and then he came back. Well, Tiger retired. Hey, he because... retired because of a scandal, but like still. <laughs> but also, okay, okay, good example then. Uh, Tiger retired because he started to suck, but also that scandal happened, which was like this weird thing that he took a lot of criticism for. But kind of Tiger's actually a good comparison. It's kind of the same way. Like, why? Why will you retire? He's like 30 years old. Yeah, he retired like at the peak. Like, Steph Curry has had a, a crazy run with the Warriors. You know what Steph Curry did? He didn't retire. He he got an, quote, injury. Okay, well. And he just set out. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what Jordan did, except for Jordan just retired. Steph just. Okay, and, and then here's the other side of it then. Did he really retire? Yes. Do you, Cole, do you believe that he got suspended for 18 months? No, I don't. I think he ran away. I think you he, think he I Dennis think, Rodman I did? Jordan, <laughs> yeah, I think this is exactly what I was going to say. I think this is Jordan's, you know, 78 out, 81 hours in Vegas. He went to the White Sox that Jerry Reinsdorf owned and still got paid his salary. You tell me how that's retirement. <laughs> I mean, it's just retirement from the sport. I don't think he was actually looking to be done with everything. He took a year off. That's all that yeah. happened. He took a freaking year off and went, eh, I'm going to take a year off. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the retirement, it was, It. this is like, I, I cannot, oh, dude, I cannot you know who tell, is this real? It's like Gronk. Gronk retired for a year. Explain. And then... Tom Brady comes back and goes, yo, you want to be on the Buccaneers with me? And Gronk's like, yo, bet. And now they're on the Bucks together. Yes. Really? But, like, it's even, it's, 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 it's a little more weirder to me than the Gronk thing. Gronk feels like, I just do whatever I want to do. You guys get off me. Uh, Jordan feels like he is obsessed with what people think of him. And it's just so weird to me that... He has this little gambling thing. He takes some criticism. He wins three straight titles, which is incredible. But that's been, by the way, done before in the NBA. Uh, well, actually, well, not really, but someone's won two straight. So, you know, whatever. Like, I I just, I, I don't know what this time period is. And I feel like the documentary really didn't do a lot here. It just kind of showed you what happened and then let Jordan and his personal trainer talk about why he did it. And Joel's point earlier, there's a part of me that's like, I don't buy this. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory. I don't believe in that stuff. I'm saying you're not really giving me legit answers as to what happened here. So what do you think? Why do you think he quit? Do you think he wanted to I leave? Think, I think he, I, I, I think ultimately, uh, I think I think Jordan I think Jordan is man I think Jordan burned super hot and I think he burned out and he wanted a year off. I think that's really what it is. And this whole thing about like oh you know I was done man I was done I wanted to go play baseball and know this thing with his father and stuff like that. Yeah, okay, whatever. I think he I think he just wanted a year off. <laughs> so you think you think he played and baseball he, for a hobby he, then? He didn't, want to he didn't want to sacrifice that Jordan is a mortal brand. I think that he didn't want to say, you know, I'm tired and I need a year off. And everyone would have criticized him for that. But I want to go play baseball to fulfill this thing with my father, I think is a narrative that works a lot better and people are a lot more forgiving of that. Yeah, I guess we'll never really know the real reason because only he knows why he quit. You're exactly right. We will never know the real reason. But I don't know. Joel, Avery, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I think he was burnt out too. 
and he told people that he w- was retiring or needed a break or well he didn't tell them he was he needed a break but I didn't I think he didn't want people to see like him as like a weak person for saying that exactly I think that's exactly he didn't want to seem weak and I that is a weird part to me about Jordan now his dad the stuff with his dad is tragic and that really affected him and I get that and that's that's not necessarily what I'm talking about because he said he was going to retire before his father the thing with his dad happened. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Joel. Yeah. It makes sense. I was Talk just about thinking, it. I was just thinking. What are you thinking about? I think you're like super on point with the whole like he needed a break thing. And I think they like in the documentary tried to say like or show you that he was like tired and burnt out. But without like really saying it, you know, because they compared that like that last season to like, oh, he looks like how he did that that one year, you know, when his dad yeah. died, you know, everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I You can't really give it a definite answer. I just wish like with Gronk, yeah, they'd be, he, Gronk would have just been like, look, I'm burned out. I'm tired. I'm just, I'm just done, man. I'm going to go hang out on the beach. Maybe I'll come back. But Jordan just can't say it. He can't say that. He can't let other people kind of one-up him in that area. Anyways, all right, we'll move on past this. Uh, Jordan's baseball mechanics. Joel, you play baseball. Yeah. Thoughts? Honestly, he looked like he knew what he was doing. He like, did, right? I yeah. thought he did, too. His swing was a little kind of quirky. His yeah. Swing, like, you know, yeah. So, Avery? My dad also paused the video because my dad loves baseball. Yeah. And he was saying, like, his swing was really bad, but – is he, is it bad because he's six seven, or is it bad because he didn't know how to play? He just said his mechanics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, because because sometimes tall guys, it's hard to get their swing in order. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it was a little quirky. It was a little, it was a little weird. Uh, Jordan, when he retired, was thirty one. Um, he's that's that's like prime physical. That's like in your prime. Thirty one is like prime NBA career area. Uh, also, can you imagine wearing black White Sox jerseys in Birmingham, Alabama in the <laughs> oh summer? Oh my goodness, those things were baggy too. Oh, oh, I, that. Why would you retire and go do that? I would have quit day one if they were like, "Here's your jerseys," and it's like 102. I'd be like, "Nope, done. I'm gonna go play hockey." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, another thing. Another thing. The SI cover comes out. The SI come, cover comes out, and it says something about like uh, he he's he's you know terrible at baseball. baseball. You guys remember what the SI? Yeah, yeah. And he says, and Jordan says, I felt betrayed, betrayed, as if like as if the Sports Illustrated owes him something. Yeah, and that again, what? Here's what I think, and this is gonna make Jordan sound terrible. But I actually think I actually think this is true. I think he believes that he gave some of Sports Illustrated, like he gave them fame for being himself. Oh, that's totally true. Yeah, he did. And so he's like, right? "Yo, you owe me. I made you big. Why are you disrespecting me?" Can I say something yes. controversial? <laughs> you know, this is like the same behavior Trump has with like the media. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! Like the news media has never had more hits and ratings, and it's because of Trump. Yeah, and he feels like the media owes him. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's so weird. It's just so weird to me. Uh, He started with a thirteen game hitting streak. Joel, how hard is a thirteen game hitting streak? That's very hard. Is it? Yeah. Oh, have you ever? I mean, like, like, not for like accidentally. I mean, those, like her, those hits weren't like yeah. Like, if they were ropes. like if they were like little bloopers or whatever, that's not that's not crazy. But like you know, still for Michael Jordan being like a basketball player, like that's pretty good. But I feel like they yeah. I feel like I've I don't know. I feel like that was definitely like hey, it's Michael Jordan. Throw it down the middle. Like I feel they're like they they it, they were probably up. told they were like yo, <laughs> throw this one down the middle. 
Because like you heard <laughs> you you heard him say like he couldn't hit a like breaking ball to save his life. Yeah. And obviously, like, there's no way he could have gone 13 games without some dude figuring that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like at first they were like, just serve him up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Let him do something. Okay, so a question here. Can you imagine having Jordan in the the dugout and you know you're better at Michael Jordan? You know you're – what? You mean you know you're better Better than than Michael Jordan? Jordan? Like, Michael Jordan's in the dugout, and he's trying to play baseball, and you know you're better than him. Oh, can you imagine how that weird that would so feel? Weird. It'd feel great. Would you go up to Jordan and say, hey, man, can I give you some Dude, pointers? Dude, I would so do that. <laughs> yes, no, you I would, would not. Because then you just swing like a normal dude. Dude, your, swing, your yeah. swing's a little wonky. Like, you want to know why you're missing those pitches? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joel, would you do it? Oh yeah, definitely. I'll give him a ton of crap. Like, dude, Avery? you're coming yeah, to my sport out of nowhere. When was the last time? When was the last time Michael Jordan played baseball before that? Seventeen. Yeah, getting paid his Bulls contract. High yeah, school. He was in seventeen. The last time he was seventeen. The last time he played baseball. Exactly. Oh bro. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, getting paid by the Chicago Bulls, but quote he retired. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> So it kind of then moves back into 98 and they talk about Scotty Burrell and his role in the team as basically the whipping boy. Uh, don't mention names, but does every friend group have yes. a whipping boy or girl? Like, isn't yeah. there like someone that everyone yes. just makes fun every of? Every time. Yes. Likely. That's yeah. how it is. So let me ask you, would you enjoy playing with Jordan? Would you enjoy it? Oh, no, no definitely I'd not. It'd be cool winning and stuff, but like, bro. Like hop off my back. I'm just trying Here's to the thing I don't like about it. It's one of those. If you're slacking, he's gonna get mad at you. Like, bro, I'm tired. Let me do my thing in peace. Don't make me. You're not my coach. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I have this. Uh, I read the Steve Jobs biography, and Steve Jobs, you know, is CEO of Apple, and he was. He his biography is insane because Steve Jobs is some ways kind of insane like he is just an absolute taskmaster and drives people to almost insanity to make these products like he'll spend months on the curvature of like how what what is the degree curvature of an app like of the app logo like i mean he is meticulous about everything most people say you know when he died it's kind of when apple began be you know becoming different It, it wasn't what it was yeah. does that make sense mm. yeah and so uh in the biography though they interviewed a bunch of people that worked for steve jobs and and the question walter isaacson asked them was did you enjoy working for steve jobs and all of them were like no it was awful we hated working there we hated working for him we hated like he would it just but when you were with him you know he would just like look at you and you and he would just tear you down and then uh th- then he said um what what part of your career was the most productive and the most like, uh, w- what part of your career would you will you be the most proud of? And every single one of the people that said, every single one of the people who said, I cannot stand Steve Jobs, I couldn't stand working for him. All of them said, well, the time period that I worked at Apple with, with Steve was probably the time period I'll be the most proud of. Just like Jordan. That felt a lot, that felt a lot like Jordan. Yeah. And what is that? What, like, what is that tension there between I can't stand working here or with him, but yet at the same time, everybody loves to win, dude. Like, yeah, you may hate him, but he's, he's making you win. So why stop? Yeah. Like he, he makes you better. I don't blame the bad boys for trying to hurt Jordan. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Joel's starting to really hate Jordan. Like I was just thinking about it and you know, like having a teammate like that, even if I was his teammate, bro, I would be throwing elbows all the time, like giving him shots. Like, bro, if you're not gonna chill out, I'm gonna make you chill out. Like, yeah, there's no reason. Like, obviously, it's good to like be competitive and like have someone push you, but there's a certain point where I'm just like, listen, you have no need to do this, you know? What? It, yeah, like what is driving you? Because you're yeah. you're causing a lot of damage here. Yeah. yeah like. 
so then it says that, you know, Jordan retires and, and the Bulls worked out with no Jordan. And there were, everyone was like, it was just so much better. You know, yeah. Steve Kerr said MJ would, bl- MJ would bludgeon everyone around him. And Pippen had a softer touch. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. And finally, Kukoc comes to the Bulls after Jordan retires. And throws a bucket. And Kukoc, oh, dude, Kukoc is a chill dude. I, <laughs> I thought Kukoc comes off as like, I love Kukoc. I could hang out with that dude. Um, and this showed all these videos of him hitting last-second shots. He, he was pretty clutch. Did you find it weird that he would hit last-second shots and just have no reaction? Like, he would just, like, kind of pump his fist, like, yeah. Good I mean, job, guys. Because yeah. t- secretly, Tony Kukoc was the GOAT, and he was just letting Michael Jordan have a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, Jerry Krause. Joel's just going to embody Krause in this. I love it. He's going to be the villain. This is good. Uh, so the Bulls beat the Cavs round one, 94 playoffs. Pippen... And Pippen gets mad because he doesn't get the second shot and refuses to go in. Thoughts? It's extremely selfish, and I hate it. But at the same time, I would do the exact same thing. You would refuse to go in. You'd Dude, be like, if I was the star the player and they took the ball out of my hands, I'm not playing for you. That, that is wow. stupid. Nick. Wow. That is, that's bold. That's bold. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, cool. Interesting. Explain well, yourself. Because like, this what? actually I I have I have this because this happened to me in 8th grade. Oh. 8th <laughs> grade basketball. <laughs> this is going to be in in Nick Suttles like Hall of Fame speech. He's going to be like in 8th grade, coach whatever, you took the ball out of my hands. Like literally, dude. <laughs> I it was the exact same thing. I was watching this. And I was like, dude, this is the exact same thing that happened to me. I had scored like 15, 16 points leading scorer in eighth grade. And it was the end of the game. Last second shot. There was like seven seconds left. And they give it to our scrawny sixth grade point guard in te- instead of me. And I literally look at the coach and I'm like, dude, I'm not doing this. What it, What are you doing? Why do you do I not have did you refuse? No, because in? I couldn't do that back then. I was only in eighth grade. I went in and then freaking, and then of course he missed it. It was an easy shot and he missed it and we lost. And I got <laughs> so mad at my team that day. But like, if that ever happens to me again, I, I will go off. That, that makes me so mad. So like they give the ball to Kukoc. There's the final shot. Can we talk about Kukoc's shot? That was pretty dirty. It's unguardable. Yeah. Dude, you know what oh, that yeah. shot looked like? Li- Jokic, Jokic. What? It's that turnaround yeah. high oh, release. Man. It's unblockable. Yeah. Uh so they go to the they go to the uh the I almost said bullpen. <laughs> they go to the uh <laughs> locker room after the game and um uh, everyone's there and the Bill Cartwright, who was kind of a bench, a backup center. So, who was the backup center on your team, Nick? Backup center? This kid named Sam Jones. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you mentioned his name. Shout out to – that's okay. Shout out to Sam. Uh, And so, they go back into the the locker room, and Sam, a.k.a. Bill Cartwright, stands up and looks at Scottie Pippen, a.k.a. Nick, and says, Nick, you let us down. (laughs) (laughs) And he says it crying. Because Scotty refuses to go into the game, and uh, and then Pippen says in the interview section, "If I had to do it over again, I probably wouldn't change it." Yes, <laughs> I agree. In other words, they should have given me the ball, and they know they should have given me the ball. And you know what? It was a mistake. Like I thought that was really weird. Did you think that was it was interesting? I, think I agree with them, bro. Uh, I know, I, Nick. I love that you agree. With I them. think, yeah, that's definitely like something that like makes sense for like the star player to do but like i don't know something about it it's just like it's a team sport man i don't care if you're the best player like if there's someone that's gonna make or like have a better chance of making a shot than you own up to it and be like okay we're gonna get you the ball like and if you miss you miss like there's nothing i can do about it you know yeah, opposite opinion of Nick. Avery, yeah. bring this I, together. I think I agree with Joel. Oh, Nick, hey, you're I'll, alone. I'll, I'll rock I'll on be this, with you, dude. This is my vote. I will fail <laughs> this alone. <laughs> Go ahead, Avery. What were you saying? 
Oh, I yeah, that was it. Why? Like, why? What? What would? What would be the reason you would? Like, if you were the best player on the team, and they were like, "We're not going to give you the ball. We're going to give it to this person because they're going to have an open shot." You wouldn't. You would just be like, "All right." It's a team sport. Like, I feel like you got to do what's best for the team. It is a team sport, but the last second shot, in some ways, is not. Can I explain my reasoning? Yeah, oh, sure. I, I get like, your reason. The all I'm saying is, if you know you're the best, you have the best chance to make the shot, and they just give it to somebody else. Wouldn't you feel like, why aren't you giving me the ball? Right? Like, do you understand? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, I mean, sure. But the question is, really, it's not that. It's more you wouldn't go in. Like, I don't know if I would go, go to that extent of not going in the game, but I totally see why he yeah. why he didn't go into the game. In the playoffs, by the way. Yeah. Well, didn't go yeah. Okay. if he went yeah. in the game, what would he have done? Made made the pass. It's a one man play. Yeah. Well, Pippen essentially was Pippen was essentially the decoy because yeah. everyone would have thought they were going to Pippen. Pippen probably just stands over in the corner. No, it said he was throwing it in. in. He didn't even do anything. Yes, they said oh, they said really? he was going to be oh. the guy to throw it in. That's also disrespect because the guy who throws it in is known as the worst player on the team on the court. Dude, I always threw the ball in. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so did you notice that Tony Kukoc always took the opening tips in the clips, in the highlight? Yeah. That was weird. I don't that was know. random. I thought that was weird. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm telling you guys, Tony Kukoc, go. I, with the Kukoc No, jump? that's like, like now. I have you seen how oh, James Harden takes the tips? He takes the rocket tips. Yeah. Yeah, well, he has to. They're, they're all like 6'5". So yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Jordan says winning has a price. Leadership has a price. Uh, do we want to be – and it, it was talking about Jordan's not a nice guy. He's just not nice. And my question is, do we want to be – do we want to be nice? Like what is niceness? Is that like – is nice admirable? Is the word is there a better word? Like in a sense of Jordan or just in in period? Uh I think you're just really just talking about leadership. Like well, I can think, you be a leader and be nice? Yeah, I think there's definitely a balance between being like nice and a pushover, you know? Like you don't have to be like yes man to everything and like forgive everyone to be nice, like obviously in certain scenarios where like someone needs to be told like what to do or that they're in the wrong it doesn't make you not nice it makes you like you're right you know yeah you can see jordan still could have been a nice guy without or like with that competitiveness he just like obviously he was like i'm gonna like make you feel like you need to do better and that's just how he worked but it's not like criticism or anything i'm just saying you don't have to necessarily like not be it's you don't have to give up being nice to be a leader sometimes you have to tell the truth but like you don't have to be completely soft okay you said it you said the thing that i wanted somebody to say at some point as a leader at some point as a as a human being you have to tell the truth and telling the truth is often incompatible with being nice you just you're gonna come off as not nice, and for Jordan in particular, him saying I'm the best player in the world, give me the ball. <laughs> is that is that yeah, in some ways the, the truth? truth? It just makes like, him like yeah. a terrible person. And so I'm pl- and so I'm playing the other side here. In some ways, Jordan is a is a jerk, and I don't like him. But at the at the other end, if if you if he always hits the shot, if he always if he wins three straight titles in the years he doesn't win, he's either retired or he just came back midseason. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm completely wrong about him and he actually is just, he's a good dude. He just, like, is the best. He's the best. And everyone else should just get in line. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing really you can say to that other than, yeah, it's total, 
terrible move, and that makes him seem like a terrible guy, but he's totally right. Yeah. All right, let's move to episode eight because we're we're wow, it is fifty minutes in. This is incredible. All right, so episode eight, we're gonna go real quick through this because the, it basically was about um, how uh, Jordan makes up stuff. <laughs> like the whole episode was BJ Armstrong looks at the bench and uh, he goes, "That's it. I'm gonna take out. I'm gonna take out BJ Armstrong." LeBradford Smith is the guy in the Bullets. He says the Bullets were terrible. He was from Louisville, so you know he played at University of Louisville, so you know he was terrible. But that <laughs> night he had a uh, he had a pretty good game. He scored fifty seven points, and uh, he goes up to MJ at the end of the game and says, "Hey, nice game, Mike." And so the next game was a back to back. Chicago's playing in Washington, and MJ says, "I'm going to have fifty seven in one half." He got thirty six in the first half, forty seven for the game. And Jordan afterwards says he made up the story about. He made up the story to motivate himself in his own head. It never mm-hmm. happened. LeBradford never had that conversation with him. So that was hilarious. Then uh, uh, the other thing that happened was uh, Nick Anderson at the end, the Bulls versus Magic game one when Jordan comes back. Nick Anderson says 45 isn't 23. And I thought Horace Grant's response, who knows Jordan, as soon as Nick Anderson, this young 20, you know, 23 year old kid says this. Horace Grant rolls his eyes and goes, oh, man. Dude, Horace Grant's <laughs> interviews are the best interviews. Yeah, he's so you funny. Think so? He is so funny, man. His kid, you know his kids playing. Who the are they? Really? Jerry and Grant. No and, way. Uh, those are his kids? Yeah, those are his kids. They're, they're not I bad. No, those are his kids. No, they're not bad at all. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, uh, a few things. Pippin threw a chair. I feel oh, like I we should that. make a bigger deal out. We should make a bigger deal of the fact that Pippin refused to go in and then threw a chair. He's getting very emotional <laughs> now. Like, yeah. Very emo- n- Name a player. The se- who's the second best player in Kevin the game right now? Kevin Durant. Yes, Kevin Durant. Well, probably yeah, Kevin Durant. Yeah, Let's I mean, say Kevin Durant threw a chair. That would be the biggest story in sports. I don't know. Would it? Would it be? Could he lift a chair? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's keep going. Filming Space Jam, jo- they built Jordan a Baller. gym. Yeah, that was so cool. I yeah. thought that was super funny. They straight up built him a whole facility because he's like, <laughs> "Yo, like I gotta practice somewhere." They're like, "Oh yeah, no, it's all it's all cool. We got it." <laughs> Joe Pitka, the director of Space Jam. First of all, he's insane looking, and uh, he directed his his here's his imdb i looked it up he directed space jam he directed two michael jackson videos and a movie called let it ride it's a movie about a nosy cab driver gets a hot tip on a racehorse and wins big but he can't seem to stop gambling will he go broke or walk home with a pretty penny it's about michael (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's hilarious uh Jordan and Kerr get in a fist fight uh, when Jordan comes back. Uh, Jordan is looking – oh, but before he comes back, they're trying to re- do a press release on what they should say, and they went round and round. And finally, Jordan takes the the pen in this dramatic moment and writes, I'm back. Baller. Yeah. I got to tell you. Oh, yeah. One of the most – again, baller – or Baller. narcissist. That is the greatest one-liner I can think of in sports. Uh, like, would you want to be friends with Jordan? No, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I think I kind of, I kind of do. Nick's like, I want to roll with that guy. <laughs> uh, okay, so then training camp was crazy. Punches Steve Kerr. Also, did you notice that Jer- Jordan didn't have Kerr's number? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's on his team. And Jordan's like, I got to apologize to Steve. You got his number. I don't have it. He probably only knows Scottie Pippen's number. <laughs> oh, he only has Scottie's number. He has Scottie and Rodman's because apparently he has to go to Vegas yeah. to go get Rodman occasionally. <laughs> um, uh. Okay, so uh, it, Horace Grant says all that MJ had on his mind the entire offseason was the Orlando Magic. That's all he had. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
And then finally, this this little interaction, then we'll be done. Ahmad Rashad tells the story of George Carl before the Sonic series at a restaurant, walks past Jordan one night at dinner and doesn't say hi. And Ahmad Rashad says, uh-oh, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and it's like they all know Jordan is walking around like a radar looking for anything he can to just get pissed off at you and then like create this narrative to where he just wants to destroy you. Can you imagine living your life like that? Like, can you imagine living your life like that? No, but at the same time, I think it's kind of funny. I want to see, I want to see Kawhi versus Jordan. The guy who doesn't talk versus the guy who's just waiting for you to talk. How will it end? How will it's the unstoppable object versus the immovable object? Like what, what, what would happen? Yeah. Uh, okay, then also uh, Jordan watching Peyton, uh, Gary Payton's interview where Gary Payton's like, I was in his head, and Jordan just starts laughing. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, great. yeah. Uh, yeah, so then at the very end, the Bulls, you know, win the series over the Sonics. And, um, you know, a decade after that series, they drafted Kevin Durant, which is interesting. But I, I thought that they did a good job of setting up that championship because when Jordan was sobbing, in the locker room holding the basketball. I thought they did a great job yeah, setting I that up because I really felt that. I felt like Yeah. Yeah. I felt the release of emotion there. And I thought that that was a really human moment. Like it was just you got a glimpse of and I've never heard it. I've ne- I've always seen the picture and I've never heard it. But if you go back and listen to it, it's it's very troubling. It just it hurts, man. Yeah. Okay. The end. Y'all, we're ready to go. Uh, episodes eight and ni- or nine and ten. This is it. One more episode left. So far, uh, how's it going for you, dude? It's all I could have asked for. I like it. It's yeah, it's really good. It's really good. All right. Yeah. Um, what what uh, where do you think it's gonna go? I think the 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 very no final what, what? thing that's gonna happen is uh, finals ninety eight. I think that I think that's how it ends. Oh, interesting. I bet you it just ends like nothing special. I I have a prediction. Yes. Want to hear my prediction? Yes. Avery, how do you think it's going to end? I don't know. I feel yeah, I feel like it's just kind of nothing special. It's just that they win the title and they they <laughs> yeah. Chris and Jordan is the best player of all time. Which yeah. which by the way, I have planned the second half of the last episode that we do together, we're going to be talking about Jordan. Is he the best player of all time? So prepare yourself for that. But um, I think the Jerry Krause thing at the beginning of episode seven, the backstabbing thing, um, I think that's going to factor in. I do. I think that that wasn't just thrown in there. I think that that's going to loop around in nine and ten. And I think that there's going to be some beef between Kraus and Jordan. And I think Kraus is going to think, I think Kraus probably feels that Jordan, um, he abandoned the team. And I think that there's going to be some beef there. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Because they started it earlier when they were like, he wants to fire Phil. And Jordan's like, if you fire Phil, I'm quitting. That's obviously tension, and they haven't talked yeah. about it since, like, what was that, like, four, three or four? Yeah, yeah. And I think that the, I think it's building. I bet, I guarantee you, throughout the Jazz, the Jazz series, when they play the Jazz in the championship, Krause and Jordan are going to be going at it, and everything Jordan is doing is going to be about getting, is showing Jerry Krause that he's the greatest and he is the GM of the team. And it's. I think that's. I think that's going to be the the tension going forward. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited. All right. Any other thoughts before we close this thing out? Nope. No. Nope. None at all. Uh, for Joel, for Avery, for Nick, and for a uh, human Michael Jordan that is both both uh, infuriating and admirable. Uh, I am Cole McGee, youth pastor at Redemption Church, and uh, peace be with you all.